This is episode 21, season number two. We dive into relationship. Love is patient. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, how you doing, Andrew, my man? Dude, I'm doing well. We're kicking off a new season. Season And we two. figured out what we're going to focus for the season. Like, that's but a we, win all around. We think for the season, let's be real. That's our hope. That's our plan. But we got it, dude. We got this so under control. That's I true. feel like we're just professionals, if I'm being honest. Like, this is what we do. Yeah, I've only got paid. I think that's the key to be a professional. Right. Really? Because you made money doing this. Professional volunteers? We don't advertise, so. Yeah. Professional <laughs> volunteers. That's a good one. Full-time We volunteer. professionally volunteer our time to talk. Let's be honest. It's just we like to hear our own voices yeah. talk. So that's why we do this podcast. Even if nobody listened to us, we yeah. would still do it just to listen to ourselves. Though yeah. we're also not that great at going back and listening to episodes, so there's that on us. So you know, we know. if if nothing else, we get to have a real conversation for an hour each week, and uh, that is you know, true. and that's something. And that's why um, this started, right? Like we are already having pretty real conversations weekly. We're like, we should make this available for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of making it available for everybody, um, man, which one of us is more likely? To be a supermodel. (laughs) (laughs) I used to be a plus size model uh, for speedos. No, you you did not. Previous life. No, you did Um, not. Wait, maybe. Made good money doing it. Uh, What is going on in South Dakota? (laughs) Oh, that's true. See, I was I was a super model for at least the gym teachers. Yeah, uh, I thought we told that story. That's funny. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I have no idea. I'll give it to you. I'll let you be the supermodel because it seems like a rough life. You yeah. Can't eat anything you want. Yeah. You got to work out and make your body look good. That just seems like more yeah. work than I want to put into anything. I'm in it for the glory. You know, it's uh, it's a That's lot of work, but uh, I've always looked up to Zoolander, and uh, you know. That's yeah. what I'm going for. Well, Janice, Janice sent me those pictures of you and your skivvies doing the catwalk <laughs> in your bedroom. Yeah. You got to practice somewhere. All yeah. right. I mean, you yeah, can't. Like, just... Jana, these aren't really something you share with friends. These are something you just keep for yourself. It's, it's true. But the way I look at it, the runway is for the show, not the practice. You know, so you got to practice somewhere. Um, it's so, true. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's true. That's so I, I am a supermodel. So, yeah. Um, well. Who's more likely to visit museums more often than the other? Mm, I don't know. Here's the thing: I like history, but yeah, but I more like it through like history pod. Like Dan Carlin's hardcore history podcast is awesome. Yeah, um, those are hardcore though. They are. They're intense. No pun intended. Like, but like, that's a lot of listening to get through. Yeah, that, so. <laughs> yeah but to me, I, I'm a fan. I like it. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, I like museums, but uh, it's going to be a while before. I like, yeah. I like all museums, but art museums. Huh. Yeah. Like, Which is probably most of the museums. Like seeing all those free museums is pretty sweet. 
Yeah. It's just, yeah, I've been to a handful of art museums and I don't get it. I think what you're saying is we're both really likely to spend a lot of time in museums. So it's a toss up. Yeah. It's just hard to know. Or watch the movie. What's the movie night in the museum? I feel like that's how all museums are. So (laughs) yeah, that is. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Which is part so of why museums I don't spend wanted a lot of time us there. to go. Yeah, if they want us to visit more, yeah, they would let the uh, exhibits come to life. Yeah, do that so, during the daytime, not just at night. Come on. There you go. All right, Andrew. Between the two of us, who's more likely to go to a Justin Bieber concert? <laughs> Have you, have you ever been to a Justin Bieber concert? No, no, I have really? not. I have not. Uh, super catchy songs, though. He has this new song out um, that I heard on the radio the other day. It's him and some other Chance the Rapper. It's like him and Chance the Rapper. And, dude, it's good. It's, like, catchy. Huh. It's an earworm. Um, I don't know that I... earworm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, with all that What's being said... What's the term they use for... Um, Bieber fans. Oh, uh, B. I don't know. I don't know. Bieber fans. If Is you're a like Bieber bull- fan and you're listening to this, please email us at hello at this Jesus Life no. podcast and let us know don't what to call you. Don't waste an email on that. We don't care enough. <laughs> <laughs> It'd make me laugh if we get an email just saying, if this is what you if call If someone Bieber gave fans. me tickets to the Just a Justin Bieber concert, I would go. But I don't think I'm going to spend more than $10 to go to a Justin Bieber concert. But you would spend $10. You would gladly spend $10. But I would $10. spend $10. Now, I yeah. spent $100, $150 to go to an Avs game on a regular <laughs> route, you know, outside of a pandemic right. basis. I spend that much money. So, like, that's the comparison. Yeah. Yeah, so you would spend $100, to see Justin Bieber. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. Uh, I feel like yeah. it came out of my mouth in a different way. Yeah, so I think... Uh, I've seen his... Yeah. Isn't there a documentary of his concerts or something like that? I feel like I've seen that. I don't think so. So that's I've a seen, concert there, there probably is. But I know there's a big one about Beyonce. Like, she has a big show. I don't know, dude. I don't Beyonce. know anything about pop culture. I don't... <laughs> I don't know. And I'm not a huge concert fan in general. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not like, ah, concert. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand why people yeah. love them so much. Just, I'm with you. Just okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. So, with all that being said, concerts, uh, I get impatient with them because uh, they take a long time. And, uh, and thinking about concerts and being impatient and having to stand in line and, Poop in a porta potty and all that type of stuff. We are talking about patience today, but why are we talking about that, dude? I was following that transition, thinking like, "Where are you going? <laughs> are we like, are we going into the content? Are we going into one of these other things listed?" Like, I'm so <laughs> oh, patience, <laughs> patience. No, relationship definitely takes patience. Uh, but you got a question on here that I, I have to ask you before we get there because I'm super curious. Okay. Um, who's more likely to survive 21 days in Naked and Afraid? Okay. I put it in there and my first thought was me. But here's the thing. I think it would actually be you. I've watched a lot of Naked and Afraid and I've also done a lot of camping and stuff in my life. And here's the thing. Have you People, done camping naked though? No, no, but 
You're not prepared then. All the people who like go in thinking they're like really good at being in nature and doing things outside, they always end up like trying to do everything and end up like cutting their hand and then it gets infected or like all this stuff or they, they're like drinking water and it's not sanitary enough. So they're always the ones who end up going home, even if they're like higher rated or whatever. So I feel like. So is that the show? Like they spend 21 days in the wilderness naked. Yeah. You, you go in, you don't have to stay naked, but you go in with no clothes. Do you like get a pocket knife? Like what tools do you start with? You can choose to bring, it's like one item each, one or two items each, but you okay. can't take clothing. So, like, you could take okay. a little box of matches. No, you could take, like, a fire sparker. You could take a pocket knife what? or something like that. But you, like, can't take a lighter. You can't take a jacket. Okay. Like, you can't take a blanket. Like, it's just super basic stuff. And then you just have to survive for 21 days. And at the end, you have to, like, do this, like, three or four mile hike that's always really difficult and get to like your pickup point basically. So it's pretty intense. And you, you're, you're with a person that you don't know when you start at all. Like you just Uh, both meet naked in the wilderness for the first time (laughs) and go from there. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. Is it guy girl? Usually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty, if it wasn't a TV show and it was like actual life or death, I think I'd figure it out uh, <laughs> that I could survive the 21 days kind of thing. Right. If it, if it was a show and I knew it and there was a way out and I just be like, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm getting uh, out of then, here. Yeah. I would, I'd walk yeah. away. Yeah. There's no way. That's fair. Yeah, the second I tried to start a fire and I'm like, F this. <laughs> no, thank you. Dude, you got to watch <laughs> not, that show though. Eating, you we're, would... eating, we're eating raw. We're eating raw fish for the next two days. <laughs> we're doing sushi for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there's probably a fair amount of patience that lives inside of, <laughs> of the naked and afraid, right? To transition yeah. us again. Yeah, you got to be because everybody oh. you're you're hungry, you're tired, you're probably cold or really hot because you have no yeah. shelter. You know, when you're naked and afraid, yeah. you're fearful. So, like, you got to be patient with the person next to you, or uh, things are going to go badly. Yeah, we're patient in general, just in life, and yeah, calming your own nerves. Yeah, but that leads us to this new season and the topic. We, uh, and the topic is as we kind of lean into relationship and two mm-hmm. forms of relationship that we're going to lean into on this Jesus Laugh podcast: a relationship with God uh, and a relationship with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as we kind of tackle some of these things over the next handful of episodes that will make up season two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot to talk about when it comes to relationship um, and stories to tell uh, inside a relationship and what that looks like and how we handled it poorly and how we handled it well. Um, just to help you along this journey, if if everything is built on those two commands, um, as Jesus you know, stated you know, when he was asked, what are the greatest commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, yeah. it's all built inside a relationship. And I think too, you could take, you could take the entirety of scripture, both new Testament and old Testament, um, thumb through it and land on a, on a random verse. And I would argue that verse would be about relationship, either mm-hmm. relationship with God or relationship with the, each other. Um, you know, even in that statement, when Jesus was asked about, um, the greatest commandments, he says, all the law and the prophets hang on these two. Yeah. Um, so meaning everything that came before Jesus was built for relationship. Like 
they didn't kill because it was poor it was poor manner for lack of a better term in relationship to it was kill out somebody of style. because now you're no longer in relationship right um, you, simple things like that right <laughs> uh, or i don't covet my neighbor's wife because well like in relationship that just causes a lot of turmoil if i'm just like man his wife is really hot and i want her uh, not only that i'm treating a human being as a piece of meat at that point uh so it's all relationship no matter which way you slice it and i think we miss it oftentimes when it's all about relationship we miss this fact that um, we're really bad at relationship. We're yep. bad at relationship with God and we're bad at relationship with one another. Yep. And I think as we dive into these topics over the next season, um, we can be a lot of help to helping you do relationship better with both God and, and others. I hope we can be a lot of help. If nothing else, I feel like from the that great intro you just gave, now everyone knows, listen, don't kill someone because then you can't have relationship yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good piece of knowledge. Like that's that's plaque worthy. That is like make that up, put it in your kitchen so you see it every day. I can't kill people if you that's kill, a bad relationship. You can't that's bad be form. friends. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. If you kill, you can't be friends. <laughs> yeah. No, and man. the response to that is, I want to be their friend anyway. I want to be their friend. Jesus yeah. all there, too. Yeah. And Guess what? There's more child, reasons so. to not kill people, all right? But that's obviously the most important one. Um, <laughs> no, man. I. Uh, well, yeah, I'm glad we're going to be talking about relationship. And I know we're going to use kind of 1 Corinthians 13 as kind of a backbone for a decent amount of this. Um, so if you want to know where our head's at and kind of where these attributes are coming from of love and of relationship, read first Corinthians 13. We might read it in this show. We might read it later. I don't know, but that's part of where our heads are at. If you want to go read that, check it out and be familiar with it. Um, but yeah, relationship is like kind of what defines humans in a lot of ways, I think is, is that we can have intimate relationship with each other and with God. Like I, I have chickens as you know, and their relationship is very skin deep. Uh, they, they hang out together, but the reality is if you pulled them out and put them in different coops, they would probably forget they ever do anybody in the other coop real quick. Uh, cause they're just chickens. They're not made to be on intimate, deep relationship, uh, like humans are. And I think yeah. our Bible backs that up a little bit. Like I was reading, uh, children's Genesis stories to, uh, my daughter the other day. And one of the defining factors is that like God made all the animals, you know, and, the, and they were good. God made the, the sky and the planet, all the things, and they were good. But he made Adam um, a man, and he didn't have anybody to to be with because he wasn't like all the other animals. He was made in God's image. So that wasn't as good. So he made Eve for Adam. So Adam and Eve could could exist together in relationship. They could do all things together. Um, so I think our Bible backs this up even to the first few pages of like, we're supposed to be in relationship with God and with each other. Well, and like when you think through life, so you'll, you'll hear us quote this verse on a regular basis, but John 10, 10 said, you know, Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come to give you life and to give it to the full. And I think this is where that happens is yeah. inside relationship. Um, not only relationship with God, though that's extremely important and can be extremely rich and deep um, if you choose to pursue it, um, but also relationship with one another. Like I think 
some of your greatest, you know, as, as you listen, you could probably think this too, but some of your greatest joys in life probably surround, like involved people and yeah. probably some of your greatest pains in life involve people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, there's so much power inside of that. And I think us as followers of Jesus, um, when we embrace this calling to be great at relationship, both vertical and horizontal, meaning vertical God, horizontal, each other, um, that we can be a beacon of hope that the world around you hasn't seen, your sphere of influence hasn't seen. And it's hard to do. It's not simple to do. Um, And I think that's why we're dedicating an entire season to it is because it's a complicated topic. Um, We don't do it well. So there's a lot of places to learn inside of it um, and to practice, you know, the things that scripture preaches and what, you know, is recorded by God, the father and God, the son. Uh, in his epistles. Um, so we kind of dig into these things, but I, I think that's a good starting point. You know, we'll, we'll dig yeah. into the love verses as, as we look at first Corinthians 13, um, which by the way, um, I listened to last week's episode and it's, I struggled to get first Corinthians 13 out uh, and I committed to memorizing it I don't know, <laughs> two or three years ago. And I couldn't even remember the book. Uh, shame, shame, shame on me, but it's yeah. first Corinthians 13. <laughs> <laughs> Shame on you. Oh man. That's okay. Uh, let's read the first three verses that kind of set the yeah. the the why and then we'll dig into the what as we look at the love verses. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but I do not have love. I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I have gained nothing. Kind of intense. Like I think, oh, super intense. But I, I think Paul does a great job at, at explaining the why. Yeah. Um, you can do the greatest of things in this in this world. You know. Yeah. Jesus told the disciples, if you had faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move. You can tell this mountain to move from here to there. But if you tell this mountain to move from here to there, as great as a feat that that would be, it's nothing if it wasn't done inside of love. Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking, like, I think it was this last week. I was driving somewhere and just processing in general. And um, I was thinking, how often do we look at people as tools or hurdles to get tasks mm-hmm. done? And yeah. we don't see the people in front of us. Um, yeah. And we miss out on so much relationship, so much life. Um, when we live in those places, like even when you're like, well, I know in this moment I need to motivate this person. So I'm going to say in this way, I'm going to Oreo him, uh, good, bad, good, uh, to, to get my point across, <laughs> yeah. but that's yeah. not love. Like that's just in, in a, in, in some form, it's just manipulation. Mm. Um, and I'm not truly caring for people. Um, and seeing people as Jesus sees people. Um, and I've missed out on so much life um, mm. because you know, I've, I've chosen to live in those places and don't get me wrong. I'm in a much different place today than I was a year, year and a half ago yeah. um, as Jesus has molded me, but I still have a long ways to go in terms yeah. of learning really what love, love looks like. But yeah, it, you could do the greatest of things. You could be the greatest, you know, speak in tongues in the greatest of ways, mm-hmm. um, but you're useless. You could have prophetic powers mm-hmm. and then be completely useless um, you can understand all the mysteries and the knowledge of the galaxies and of, yep. of, of God himself. Yep. And they would be pointless um, if you had, if you did not love. 
even to the point that very last verse, if I give away all I have and if I deliver my body to be burned, saying like if sub in, if I sacrifice myself for somebody else, uh, but I have not love, I gain nothing. You know, that's how I picture it. At least it's like you could do, you can do anything. Um, And if you do it, with no love, if you just do it because you just want to manipulate people, you just want to get your thing done, you just want to, I don't know, make your name gain great, glory. gain glory, yeah. yeah, win the battle, win the war, whatever, yeah. but you don't have love, then uh, then you miss the whole ship, you know, like you miss yeah. the whole point. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think too, like, yeah. to tag onto that, like, I think one thing that keeps us from loving people well is our insecurities. I think if we don't identify the things that trigger those insecurities and we don't know, like, I think that's the thing that generally keeps us at a distance from people. Um, Or all I'm doing is seeking your approval to fight the insecurities inside of me rather than being confident and secure in who God has created me to be uh, and being okay with the good and the bad and the ugly um, that it's inside of my personality. Um, I think that's one of your biggest pieces. And I think that's probably why we see less and less love today, Hmm. not only in the world, but inside the church because there's such a high level of insecurity and we were okay with it. And yeah. I think that's something we got to start fighting against. We can't be okay with it anymore. Like mm-hmm. we've got to do the, the own personal work to fix, to, to start to, to do work to heal and fix those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like identify them and be willing to speak into other people around us because of them, because I think they're keeping you from real relationship with people. I think yeah. they're keeping you from having deep, meaningful relationship with one another. And not only that, I think they're keeping you from having a deep, meaningful relationship with God because hmm. you're telling yourself you're not worthy. You're not good enough. Or you're telling yourself you're too awesome and don't need God, whatever the, the verbiage is running yeah. through your head could be on yeah. either side for insecurities. But um, I think that keeps you from a level of vulnerability with God himself um, yeah. and, and, uh, lessens that relationship even. But I think so. And one of the things you kind of referenced, like, like it or not, we, we have to work with other people. We have to do things with other people in this life. I don't know if you can possibly have an occupation where you just never interact with the person or you never, you know, like, I don't know if that exists, but, um, but uh, like in, in this category of patience, which in the next verses of First Corinthians, it starts off with love is patient as the very first thing. Love is patient. That's one of the defining attributes of what love is, what it looks like. And why do you think, Andrew, hmm. is it, it was the first one listed? <laughs> because like, I look through them. Yeah. I look through yeah. them and like, man, I could list so many, so many different ones could be the first. Yeah. Why is patient? the most Hmm. important. Like, why did Paul think that was important to write it that way? I wonder if it's because I, I don't know. I don't know why Paul put it down first, but when I read it, like, I don't know if I'm alone in this, but impatience is a big part of my mind (laughs) and my makeup, you know, like, and if I'm impatient, then I'm obviously not demonstrating love as a kind of starting line. So, I don't know if it's a universal thing. I don't know if just Paul was really impatient too. So he's like, he put that as his first thing or he just was clearly like, Oh, well I know it's not this because <laughs> every time I'm impatient, I'm not showing love, you know? But, yeah. um, but for me, it's, it, I am impatient, man. And you know, I've told the story of the year of the chicken and kind of all of that. But the reality is 
Um, I've had to be patient in a lot of things in my life, even though I don't want to be, you know, I've been forced to be, and I'm still in that, that season of kind of being patient because I have no other choice, you know, or that, that is the choice that is the season God has me in. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of being patient. I'm not a big fan of just saying, well, it'll get here when it gets here. And I don't think any of us are, are big fans of that. Like, uh, I mean, look at Amazon Prime, dude. We all have, like, everybody has Amazon Prime. And if something takes three days to get to our house instead of two days, it's like, that. what a slow, crappy delivery. Like, a couple years ago, it'd be like, all right, shipping seven to 20 days. And we'd be like, great. (laughs) You know? Like, we're impatient in everything, man. Well, and then you get those those shipments that are like one-day shipments that Amazon Prime likes to do now. And you're like, yeah. This is the new norm. This, this is, is what's good up. life. Yeah. Like, why do I ever need to go to a store again? <laughs> uh, because I can ship everything to my house. Isn't it funny when it's like, this will be mm-hmm. here by tomorrow at 5. And then tomorrow, yeah. 5, 4.30 comes. And it's like, we're sorry, it's running late. It's going to be here the next day. My You're reaction like, no! is always like, my reaction is like, what the heck? Why? And yeah. it's like, what did I pay for? <laughs> yeah. uh, which is just funny. Like such an unreasonable well, expectation. Like, and businesses play into that lack of patience in society. Cause like mm-hmm. there for a while, Amazon was telling you how many stops until your, your package arrived. Yeah. Yeah. It was like you have seven stops and your package is going to get here, which had to be a massive security issue for their Amazon delivery people. Yeah. <laughs> I know where he's going next. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm glad they probably took it away for the sake of, of their drivers. Funny. But yeah. yeah, there's definitely something to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think patience, I think it was intentional. That's my guess. That I it was first, you research. mean? You think it's intentional? Yeah. yeah. I think so. And I haven't done any research. I don't know for sure. This is me making a lot of assumptions. Yeah. Um, because I think it's foundational to relationship. Um, like I think of people that are really good at relationship. Um, and, I, and one of the key characteristics of them is they're patient. Cause you have to be right. You know, because people yeah. are people and people are going to do things that piss you off. Um, so in those moments, are you going to choose to hold your tongue? Um, are yeah. you going to choose to take the hit? Are you going to choose to lash out and, and take revenge? Right? Like that's, there's a level of patience that has to exist. And even like, as people develop and grow and mature in in this, in them being this new creation, um, as this new creation continues to unfold, um, like there's patience in that, like they're going to do things that you look at and say, well, that's sinful. Well, we're, we're, we're saved saints that are still sinning, right? Like we're not sinners that stop sinning the second that we found Jesus, but we're saints. We're a new creation now that Mm -hmm. we still sin. Um, so there's that piece of it too, of maturity that like, there's just so much patience that has to exist um, inside of relationship for relationships just to stay together, let alone to be healthy or not. Like just to call it a relationship, there has to be a fair amount of patience, at least by one party. Oftentimes there's a lot of, a lot of patience for one side and not the other. uh, And that's the only reason it sticks together. Right. Right. Because someone showed the patience, Um, but in the relationships where there's no patience on either side, um, like the relationship doesn't last. It's just, it's going to fall out and, f- and fall apart. So I think it's foundational. Um, yeah. I think there's definitely something to it. Um, but how do you do it, Andrew? Like when you start <laughs> That's to what feel, I was going to ask you, how yeah, do you get patient? You start to feel the lack of patience oh. building up in you. 
right? That's man, that's yeah. the hardest thing. I, I think it of so hard. many relationships. Um, I think of of work relationships, past work relationships. I think of family relationships. I think yeah. of friend relationships. And so often there's this moment where something happens and you're like, nope, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's fighting those moments. Like I think of a really good buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. I love the dude to death. I tell a certain story over and over again uh, about the two of us because I think it's a fantastic story. Um, I won't share that story right now on the podcast. I have no problem sharing it, but I also don't want to throw this person under the bus. At right. the moment. Um, and there's plenty of things that happened on trips that we've been together or places that we've been together, even if they weren't trips that I step back and was like, I'm so done. Like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. This is not my thing. Yeah. I'm out. Um, hmm. And in those moments it's no, no, no. Like that's not the, hmm. it's, I think it's just self-talk or self-correction maybe yeah. in your own mind of like, does it really matter that much, Josh? Yeah. Like, sure. You're annoyed right now, but like, does it really matter? Is hmm. it friendship ending? as much as your brain saying, get rid of this, forget this right. person. No. Right. Like, I, so I think some of it's just self-talk. It's identifying like, I'm feeling really impatient right now. I'm yeah. feeling really frustrated right now. I'm hurt. I'm angry or, or whatever the emotions that come along with that. It could yeah. be a variety as you think about it. But, yeah. um, and it's just taking a step back and saying, no, 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 no. Relationship matters more than the action. Yeah. Uh, like that's what matters here. So I'm going to commit into a relationship. Yeah. Um, and that means I stick in it. I stick around, I think, is, is the thing with relationship. Even when I'm hurt, even when I'm harmed, mm-hmm. even if it's deep, mm-hmm. um, relationship matters. So I'm going to stick in the relationship. Yeah, it does matter. And, and it matters. Like, I, I was thinking about patience. You said, you know, how do you do it? And I was thinking about the lens of, like, how I've tried to do it most recently in my life. And um, my daughter's almost two years old. And... Uh, and so I have a captive audience of someone who is always kind of looking to me and looking to Jana to figure out how do I behave in life? How do I live this life? Not even just this yeah. Jesus life, but like, what is life? You know, how do I act? How do I not act? All of that. Um, so she's looking to me as her father to demonstrate that. So like, man, she gives me a lot of opportunities to be impatient because if she wants yeah. something, like if she wants a snack, it's daddy snack, daddy, a snack, daddy, maybe a snack, a show, daddy, maybe a show, maybe a show, you know, and like just constant, like a constant barrage of like snack yeah. show outside, inside chickens, blah, 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 like whatever she wants, you know, um, and so I have a lot of opportunities to demonstrate like I am impatient, you know, but I yeah. catch myself a lot, even if I'm like willing to give her pretzels as a snack, say, um, and I have yeah. them right there, you know, on the table, I can just grab and give them to her uh, some in a bowl. Like I yeah. so often catch myself saying like, hey, just you just got to wait a moment. I'm going to get that for you. Um, and then I kind of delay for a, a minute, a, two minutes, you know, like I don't yeah. forget about it. I don't make it go super long, but I do that so that she can at least build that muscle a tiny bit of like, you said, you're going to do this. I can wait for it. You know, like trying to yeah. demonstrate patience just a little bit, not to be a yeah. turd, not to be mean, but to try to build that muscle in her that not everything is just like right now, yeah. you know? Um, 
and that's that's a lesson to me too. Like that's maybe the the only way or, or the best way I'm thinking to demonstrate patience right now. That's a small way. Yep. And I don't always feel it. Often I just want to be like, oh, you already had a snack. Like, leave me alone. Stop asking. <laughs> Whatever. But yep. when I pause and I'm like, yes, I will answer that. Yes, I will do that thing. But I'm going to take a minute. So you recognize that it's coming, you know, and can wait. Yeah. And then then deliver. So I don't know if that helps at all or if that's a good example, but that's like that's one small way I'm trying to demonstrate patience so that yeah. hopefully she can understand not everything is right away, you know? Um Yeah. That'll help you when she gets her teenage years. Um Maybe. Like, like as I think about this, when you someone talks about patience, like it always comes with the line of like I'm not patient at all. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Like none of us view ourselves as patient people, mm-hmm. even probably patient people, like other people view them as patient, even them, they probably don't view as patient. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, as I wonder if, if when we live in this world of patience, it doesn't matter what you think it matters what you do. And this mm-hmm. is what I mean by that inside my head, all the wheels can be spinning of like, I want this now. I want this now. I want this now. I want this now. Or yeah. I want you to be changed so I can like you better now, whatever, whatever the things are. But yeah. I wonder if we just leave the, leave those in our head. And what really matters is our actions in this area. Sometimes our thoughts matter a lot more than our actions, but I think our actions might lead to better thoughts. Hmm. Um, so when I'm feeling these, um, the, these, this pull of impatient, um, I wonder if I just stop myself and say, I'm, kind of what you're just talking about, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to stop myself and say, no, I'm going to choose to be patient. So I'm not going to react in this moment. I'm mm-hmm. just going to let the moment go by. Yeah. Um, at least when it comes to ourselves, when other people involved, it gets weird really fast. But like, I think there's something to that of like, is your behavior showing patience? Mm-hmm. Um, even if your mind's not, even if there's wrestling on the inside, that's not, I think what really matters in this place, because this is what matters in a relationship, right? is like, do I just let this go? Or yeah. am I going to let anger take over? Am I let frustration yeah. take over? And am I just going to lash out? Um, or am I going to take it in on myself? Kind of this sacrifice, sacrificial love, right? Yeah. Like I can't truly love people unless I'm willing to sacrifice for that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm not giving up anything, is it really love? Um, is yeah. kind of my argument. Um, so maybe it's the term. And now like if they're wronging you, yeah. They're sinning against you. They're hurting you in some way. I'm not saying sweep it under the rug. That's not right. helpful to the relationship either. Right. Like we'll, we'll get to that conversation as we get through these right. verses and we get to, you know, love is kind. Um, and, and some of the other ones, but like you want to bring up those conversations eventually. But in the moment, I wonder if the response is no, no, no. Like I'm going to show patience right now. I'm going to yeah. hold my tongue. I'm going to stop. I'm going to internalize whatever I need to internalize right now in this moment. Yeah for the sake of patience because love is patient. And if love is patient, I'm going to sacrifice for this person in this moment. Mm. Um, right. I, I think there, there might be something to that. Um, I think so. I think, yeah, I think there's definitely something think, like, to that application. Yeah. Application. Feel? Well, let me ask you this. What are things you've had to learn patience with in your walk with God? Like you don't have to, you didn't know this question's coming, but you know, can you think of any examples when God has made you be patient or taught you patience in a deeper level that you can share? Um, 
like prolonging things you're asking for is your typical answer. And there's plenty of those things in my life. But um, like I'm thinking in terms of relationship right now, um, like there's people in my life that, man, I just had no patience for at all. Yeah. Um, I had no patience for them because of the selfishness that I saw inside of them, yeah. of their self-centeredness that I saw inside of them, if they're, of their just extreme need to to have all the information. Um, so like they, they pick and pick and pick until they have it all. Like just things like that. And I'm thinking of a couple of specific people without naming names or giving context. Yeah. Um, and I just remember even a year ago, just how much it drove me absolutely bonkers um, in those moments. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do anything. So I think yeah. the first step was, Josh, shut your mouth. Because the other part of it was, I'm going to bitch about them to other people <laughs> around me because <laughs> I got to get it out. Well, that's not helpful either. Right. Um, so the first step was like, Josh, just don't say anything about it at all because it doesn't really matter. No. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't. That was my first behavioral change. Still going on in my head. Everything's still running. I'm like, oh, these people are freaking pissing right. me off. Right. But internally or externally, it was just like, no, just like move on. And then the second step was I had to engage them. Um, so even though, yeah, the things they're doing, I don't agree with the things they're doing, I think are borderline sinful. Uh, I think uh, the things that they're doing are just for the sake of unity or destructive. Hmm. Um nothing's going to change if I don't engage them. And I'm not saying engage them in the sense of correct their behavior. I'm saying just engage them as people. Um, yeah. So am I engaging them, talking with them, asking them questions, kind of going to where they're at? Cause I have, they, they have probably things about me that like, this guy drives me nuts when they go down those roads, right? It's just different roads that piss us off. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to engage them as human beings. And that was the external change. Um, and there started to be care inside of it. And, a lot of this, this is all retro, you know, in retroactive, like it's not retroactive, it's retrospective. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, retrospective, I'm looking backwards. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't, I was intentional trying to love people better, but I wasn't as intentional as these steps are laid out. They just kind of, these are the steps that got laid out and then things started to change. But like even recently, I'm talking with, with one of these individuals and just the high level of compassion that I would never have had. Their behavior hasn't changed. They're still exactly like they've always been. Yeah. Um, they're still, you know, doing the same behavior that pissed me off or annoyed me uh, months before. But mm -hmm. now there's a level of compassion of, oh, I can help yeah. this person right now. Not help them yeah. be it better or help them fix their ways, yeah. but just help them whatever their problem is in this moment. Yeah. Um, we could talk through things. Like I think there's an external positioning that you've got to take as a follower of Jesus to show patience, hmm. whether you're feeling the patience on the inside, I think the feelings, if that's, don't let feelings be the thing that motivate you in any way, but um, if the feelings, I think the feelings will follow suit yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I think as long as we continue to practice the, I think patience is one of those things that if I practice it and practice it, especially with individuals, like name them, so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, cause me to be extremely impatient. Well, now that I've identified them, I'm able to look back and just be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sally, she's, she's one that causes me to be impatient. So I have to be more intentional to right. be patient. Right. Um, right. So it's those kinds of things. Um, right. I think there's, there's something to that that could be extremely helpful to us as followers of Jesus to live, to live this out and to be honest yeah. 
with Jesus about these conversations. Like mm-hmm. this is prayer of, Hey, Sally, God creates such an angst and frustration inside of me. Yeah. Like, why is this? Like, can you, can you reveal that to mm-hmm. me and like start that dialogue and like get it before Jesus. And you'll be surprised at how much, how much work Jesus does in the midst of those moments to, yeah. uh, to help us become more mature in following him and more mature in loving people around us. Yeah, man. I, uh, I had a thought as you were talking um, and kind of talking in like examples of patience builders in your life, people who have made you more patient or impatient uh, or demonstrated things you're impatient in. And like, I wonder if, if it's listed first in the, this is what love is. Love is patient. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder if it's listed that way because it's like, it's like a relationship breaker you know, of just like, hmm. if I, yeah. if I choose to stay impatient at this person or at yep. this behavior, then I'm just never going to have any influence in their life. <laughs> you know, yeah. like That's true. patience may just be like kind of one of the first check boxes of like, am I willing to have any patience with them at all? Because uh, yeah. if not, I can't have any relationship with them at all. And yeah. then I probably can't influence them towards Jesus at all. You know, it's That's like... True. Cause everybody's going to get on your nerves at some point, you know, whether you're spending 21 days with them naked and afraid, uh, or you're just working with them on the same team at work or you're serving with them or you're just neighbors with them, you know, like, it's like, you're going to have chances to be impatient with people all the time, you know? And, and I wonder if it's just one of those things of, if you choose to demonstrate patience, then you have a chance to actually have influence in their life. If you don't demonstrate patience, then you're never going to have any influence in their life. And that's like, the thing is like, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's always a line to walk. Like as we were about to start this podcast, you had some delivery people arrive and, and drop off package at your house. Like, I don't think you need to always be the most, patient and the most open to relationship constantly person mm-hmm. like in that moment when a delivery person shows up and they're just like here you go you know here's your amazon package yeah. it's like they don't really want to like be your best friend or your life story most of the time but you can choose mm-hmm. to be patient in how you show up you can choose to be like but like hey thank you you know like you don't have to be a jerk yeah. and you don't have to be impatient you know just well, going, they ring down, your yeah, going down going down Going down that lane, though, like here I am trying to record a podcast. Say I came to my door and they hadn't even unloaded my package yet off yeah. the truck. Yeah. Uh, so they have to go back to the truck and they start to unload it. Uh, and then it's taking them forever to find the package to unload it. And then um, they finally get it to the door. And he's like, oh, shoot, you have to actually sign some paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, so now he's go back to his truck and get the paperwork. And all in my head is like, I'm tr- well, all in my head is Andrew talking in my ear because my headphones tell him. I'm <laughs> telling true. me how attractive these delivery men are. <laughs> which is weird because he couldn't even see them. Uh, and they could have been women. They could have been delivery women. Uh, but he assumed they were men because he's sexist. Um, but um, but like in that moment, I could have been impatient. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and been testy with them and like, come on, guys, just do your freaking job. Like you have one thing to do. Yeah. Um, but I'm not showing love in that moment at that point. No. I'm not caring for them. So though – there isn't going to be any long-term relationship with my delivery people from Costco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like there's still, yeah. but going back to your influence point, what if I cross paths with them again? Yeah. Uh, and I was the, I was the ass that just hounded them and hounded them because I had other things to do and they were taking their sweet time to do their job. Yeah. Right. 
then later on down the road, I have no influence with them in the future. Like yeah. I've ruined that relationship. Um, and I now have to you know, go through the steps of restoring the relationship of that relationship comes back around in circle. And yeah. So I think there's something to it of like what you're saying is like sh- being impatient is not showing love. Right. Um, so if I'm not being patient with the people around me, whether they're delivery people I'll see once in my entire lifetime right. or, or people I see every day, um, like I'm not showing love and I'm called to love my neighbor as myself. Like mm-hmm. that's the command. Yeah. Um, so if I'm not doing it, I'm not obeying the life that Jesus called me to. And not only that, I don't experience the full life that Jesus has for him because I'm not in, in, in alignment with the commandments that he's asked me to be in alignment with. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's that piece of it too, of like, um, you never know what's going to happen down the road for right. the sake of influence, but also like there's just, just should, there should be a level of love in general for how I, I conduct myself with people around me. Um, I, I think it's important. Yeah. Cause it, it, I don't want to like belabor this point too long, but like, you know, there's this rule in, in like business where if your business, if you have one negative interaction with a customer, it takes like 19, I think is the rule, roughly positive interactions to kind of cancel that out, to kind of make the customer say, okay, I trust Costco again. Okay. I trust whoever the business is, yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah. Like, but so in the same way, if you're just a jerk yeah. one time, if you're just impatient yeah, one time, that's good. You got to really rebuild from there, man. Like, you know, yeah. you well, yeah. even applying that principle directly to our lives, right? Like yeah. that one time I was a jerk to Sally. Mm-hmm. I now have 19 times <laughs> that I have to show love to Sally just to break even. Yeah, and maybe like more if you were a huge jerk. Again. You know, it's like, yeah, right? just to get back to where you started. Like, you're down here. Yeah. You know? So, why would you want to go through life with a bunch of negatives yeah. with relationships? <laughs> like, that's a lot of work to get back to. And it's not like, yeah, because it's not real love. I'm just trying to manipulate to get yeah. back to, to, nat- to neutral. Right. Like, I genuinely have to love 19 times to get back to neutral. Mm-hmm. So, it's probably a good. 40 actions on my part <laughs> easily to get back to love nah. uh, because only 19 of them were genuine. Not right? to mention like, all the time you have to too. put into thinking about each one of those actions oh, after man. you've been a jerk. It's like, dude, yeah. it's that a lot of work so just to get back to zero, you know, like just, so here's, here's the real thing of it all. <laughs> if you recognize you're about to be a jerk for the sake of your own welfare <laughs> amount of work and life that you're going right. to have to go through, don't do it. Because yeah. you're going to do things you're oblivious to that's going to cause harm to yeah. a relationship. That you're going to have to do your 19 things of love to get yeah. back to, to neutral right. with them. Um, so the, I guess the other option is if you just show so much love to people in general and you're 19 yeah. to the positive. Yeah. When you go one negative, they're like, ah, it's, it's fine. okay still. Like, we're He's still fine. He's been nice to me so many times. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something to that. I oh, really man. do too. And I like this whole – okay, something really funny – you you wanted to call the last episode relational specialist or something like that. Yeah, yeah. my title at work is literally relationship specialist too. Um, <laughs> so that made me laugh. But like, but just thinking through the lens of like, if you just want, if you just want to be good relationally, like I always think of it as like you're putting in deposits of like good memories yeah. basically with people and not to be manipulative, like not to say, yeah. I'm going to give you all these favors. I'm going to be nice to you all these times so that later yeah. I can call in the check. Like that shouldn't yeah. be your intent. If it is, 
I think you're off the mark. And I think we'll get there in I'll some say, of our later attributes. I think but, we'll too. But I'll say yeah. this because I think it's important. I think manipulation is 100% sin. Hmm. Yeah. Like I yeah. used to take the verses of like be as shrewd as a viper and as innocent as a dove. And be like, no, as long as your intentions are good, you can manipulate people for good. Hmm. And I 100% believe today that manipulation is 100% sinful yeah. because it does not foster relationship. Yeah. Sorry. I think you're right. Just no, that's a good tangent. I'll get off my, my, my soapbox and let you go back to it. That's a good soapbox. Hopefully we revisit because that's good. But but no. I like we'll, I, we'll, we'll hit those verses. I just, uh, like, if you're just, just with this micro, are you patient? Can you be patient with people? If you're just doing that, if you're being patient with others just for the chance to to have relationship, I think you're at least on the right track. As long as you're not saying, I want to be super patient with them just to manipulate them later. No. If you're doing yeah. that, you're you're not on the right track. But if you're yeah. saying, hey, I want to be patient with this person because I catch myself wanting to be impatient with them. God, would you help me be patient with Sally? Sorry, Sally, if you're listening to this. You're fictional in our example. But I know it's like Karen's real name. <laughs> but uh, sorry, Karen's, uh, if you're listening. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, what I'm trying to say is like, you just, it doesn't take much to lose out on relationship. It doesn't take much to mess it up. Um, and it also doesn't take that much to be patient with people. Um, even like you yeah. said, to display patience, even if you're feeling a little bit impatient inside, it doesn't take that much to say, you know, you as a person are more important to me than, than this one thing yeah. that this phone call that's going to take five minutes that I don't think I have in my calendar. Picking it up, that's more important than always sending you to voicemail. You know, like, I can be patient with you. I can give you five minutes. I can invest in you. I can actually listen to your answer. You know, I can be patient enough to just hear what you're trying to say before I ask you to just go do this thing or that thing or do whatever I need. You know, it's like, just the bar is low. You know, that's the good thing. It's a low bar because we live in a super impatient society. Back to our Amazon Prime example, our smartphones, notifications, all that. Like, we're very impatient. So the bar is low. So I think when you're patient, you stand out a little bit like, oh, wow. Like when they ask me a question, they actually have time for me to answer. It's not, hey, Josh, how you doing today? And if you say more than good, I'm sitting there like, oh, come on. Like, I got to go. You know, like actually have time to hear how you are. Like it's simple. The bar is really low, man. Um, and that's coming from a relationship specialist. So, you know, two, not even one. It's a relationship <laughs> two. Right. So they're right. better than ones. That's right. Relationships. <laughs> like that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Man. Well, let me read, let me read this verse to you. This is, this is Paul's letter to the Colossians, Colossians chapter three, uh, starting with verse 12. And we'll kind of, We'll probably come to an end on on this idea, but um, it says this. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, these are those that follow Jesus, God's chosen people, clothe yourself with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, and with patience. Bear with with each other and forgive one another if you uh, have any grievance against, uh, if you have if any of you has a grievance against someone, mm-hmm. forgive as the Lord forgave you. And all these virtues put on love, mm-hmm. which binds them together in perfect unity. I think unity is a key piece here. Yeah. Um, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you are called to peace. Uh, so two things. 
this idea of unity of, you know, Jesus said it this way, um, you will, you will be, you'll be known as my disciples for how you love one another um, for the sake of our unity. I combined a couple of verses together to make that happen. But like, there's this piece of unity inside of the church um, and the church simply being God's people, the Christians, yeah. um, those that have given their lives to Jesus as Lord and Savior and believe the gospel to be the gospel. Like there's a level of unity that we should be functioning inside of. Um, and I think that's extremely important. And then the other parts of, part of this is this, is like, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Hmm. Like as a follower of Jesus, I have direct access to peace. Um, meaning there's a calmness to that, right? Like I can live in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience yeah. because I have this peace that comes from Jesus. So if I'm going through life frantic, I'm going through life busy, um, yeah. there's no peace there. Um, and there's probably no peace there because I don't have enough Jesus there. Um, hmm. So I think there's a piece of this of like, spend more time with Jesus, hmm. spend more time in prayer, conversation, and understanding the things he's already written in this, in, in what we call the, the Bible or scripture, uh, and applying those things to your life. Not in the sense of applying those things to your life in a list of do's and don'ts, but applying right. the understanding of your new identity to your life as you read the New, new Covenant, the New Testament. Um, yeah. You're going to find a level of peace that makes patience easier. That's my point of all these verses, yeah. right? Like when I'm in a peace with God and God has given me peace that comes from him, um, then I'm going to be more patient with those around me. Um, it kind of goes back to my earlier statements of our identity, right? When I'm at peace with my identity, I'm confident in who I am. Yeah. Um, I'm going to show more patience to those around me because I don't feel like I'm being attacked in my identity. Right. Yeah. Like there's a piece of that too, that, that plays into this conversation um, hmm. that I think, I think is important in terms of um, like, we got to find the source of all these things. Like it's not up to us. Right. Yeah. Like Jesus didn't say you're a new creation. Now go do it on your own. <laughs> no, he said, you are a new creation. Now abide in me and right. I in you. And that will be right. the fruit of your life. Right. Right. Patience is the fruit yeah. of like, it's one of the spiritual fruits. Yeah. Uh, like it is a fruit of, of you abiding in Jesus. Yeah. So if you don't see a lot of that fruit in your life, there's not a lot, there's not going to be a lot of, like yeah. there's probably not a lot of Jesus in your life. Like I think of individuals in my life that are extremely impatient people, Yeah. Um, which now I look at and say, man, the level of compassion that I have for somebody, because one that just seems so exhausting in life, mm. especially inside of a relationship where you're just any relationships all around mm. you. Yeah. Now you're going to be this one person all by yourself. Maybe you have a spouse um, and you read your Bible every day because that's what you're supposed to do as a good Christian. Yeah. But there's no relationship inside of that mm. that time with Jesus. So I'm just reading something for information and knowledge. Yeah. Um, so all the relationships around me have crumbled because I'm not connected to the source. So now there's no peace yeah. uh, and I can't have any patience. And because I don't have any patience and at times people won't have patience with me, relationships fall apart if there's no patience at all. And now I'm 100% by myself and I convince myself yeah. that that's okay. Right. That that's normal and that's just how life is. Right. And that's not true. Right. Jesus called us 100% to our relationship. It yeah. should be full life, full of joy. And to get to those places, we find it inside of relationship. Though there may be pain, the joy is always greater. Yeah. I, I think there's a big piece of that um, that I think we've got to get out there. Of like, If you're alone right now, you don't have a ton of friends. I got a conversation not that long ago with someone. They said, yeah. I just don't have a lot of friends. And you're like, man, but there's so much joy hmm. in friendship. Yeah. Like that's where, like, like I shouldn't say friendship, relationship in general. Yeah. Um, like it could be so many different types of relationships. And when we embrace those things and we live in this love is patient. And we'll get through the rest of them that are also going to be great. Yeah. Um, like I think there's a big piece of that that 
that's going to give you the full life that Jesus promised you. I think this yeah. is the secret sauce. It's yeah. the key. Can I live in deeper relationship with God and deeper relationship with one another? Yeah. Dang, man, that was good. I was, I was trying to listen and I was just thinking, I don't think I can top this. This is solid. Like all of what you just said, solid. Um, the only, Andrew, this is why we're friends. Cause you just tell me how awesome I am. I just compliment you, man. I think highly of you. Um, See, two, there's two, there's two things for relationship, patience and compliments. And someone that just tells you how awesome you are. And if you have <laughs> yeah. those two things, like life's going to be great. I'm basically your uh, hype, man. I just, I hype you up and <laughs> keep doing it. You're crushing it. You're crushing. No, the only other thing I was going to say is just like real practical takeaway that I'm going to try to do in the next couple of days uh, before you and I yeah. talk again is when I'm catch my, when I catch myself being impatient, which inevitably is going to happen soon because I am impatient. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just mentally commit now that when I catch myself being impatient next, I'm just going to say, maybe not in that exact moment, but soon afterwards, I'm going to pray and say, God, why was I so impatient with that? Can you reveal That's that good. to me? Can you reveal that to me and, and help me work yeah. through that? Because I don't want to be that way. Um, just That's for good. the simple sake of not having to do 19 things to prove I can get back to zero. Yeah. Come on. Like, sure. <laughs> that's a lot of work. Like, God. So, so if you're, if you're thinking about that, if you want to apply this next time you're impatient, just stop and say, um, Jesus, can you help reveal to me the root of my impatience with yeah. Sally? Obviously, cause it's always Sally. Um, yeah. can you help reveal the root of that to me? Um, and, and go from there and just listen for a little bit. That's what I'm going to do. Um, feel like that's a good takeaway for me. And I don't know if God reveals something cool, I'll share about it, but, um, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, man. I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. Yeah. Put it in the show notes. We'll bring it up for the next show. Uh, but I'll, I'll try to practice the same thing. Yeah. Um, But this is where we're headed. Yeah. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered, and it keeps no records of wrong. Mm. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, Mm. always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And as uh, I believe Paul said as well, off the top of my head, um, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these. Is the characteristics of a Christian. And the greatest of these is love. So we are to love one another as Christ has loved us. And that is the commandment that God has given us. But it's also the secret sauce to letting us experience the full life in this side of heaven. That's right. Thanks for listening to our show. It means a lot to us. And we hope that by listening, you grow closer in your relationship with Jesus and with others. And please help us out with rating our podcast or leaving us a review on the platform you're listening to if it lets you do that. To also follow us on Instagram and please share us with your friends. This helps us share this message of hope that is found in Jesus and his gospel. A message that has the potential to change the lives of the people around you. And we want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com, message us on Instagram, or just catch up uh, with us online on our, our website where you can view our show notes and all the links to the things we talk about at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. Thanks for listening to our show. 